Hi, I'm The Witch, and what you're about to hear is the podcast equivalent of found footage. The recordings are raw, poorly edited, and at times incoherent. I don't fully understand where they came from or even how they got to me, despite the fact that the voice you hear appears to be mine. All I ask is that you suspend disbelief and simply listen to these messages in the hope that we do not face the same fate. Babs, give me some lights. Give me some music. Okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there today. We're living the dream, folks. The doomsday clock finally hit zero hour. Speaking of which, timestamp. Week 3 recording, 1030 hour. Anyway, what's the purpose of these recordings? Well, my name is Witch, and I figured I should record my findings in the hopes that someone will find them and learn from them. For those of you who don't know, the doomsday clock is a symbolic clock face analogizing humankind's proximity to extinction. Like I said, it hit zero hour and the sewage got aimed at the space eater. Thanks to global warming, weather is not what it used to be, so right now it's Arctic winter out there, which meant my annual trip into the Costco zone. The reason I wait for winter is that it slows down the greeter zombies. As you probably heard, one of them managed to chase me all the way back to the bunker this time. Anyway, the Costco zone is a hundred square kilometers of former industrial warehouse, which remained completely or relatively completely unharmed when everything went to shit. Right now, it's controlled by a small group of Arnold Schwarzenegger clones that call it New Hyboria and rule it like barbarians. It's not really as fun as it sounds. Mostly just big idiots dressed in loincloths made from giant stuffed toys saying Dah! and telling each other what is best in life. I try to make the trek out there during winter to trade and look for entertainment just to see what they have on offer. This time I managed to get a refrigerated box full of Twinkies and vids, so let's crack a cold one. No, God, please, no, no, no! Oh, curse you, Conan1967. You know I'm allergic to that shit. Gets me every time. Oh. And now, our feature presentation. Aged a day, 20 years. But do you know that one has not survived? And seven are mental cases. Top war criminals frozen alive at the height of their power, waiting for the moment when science will free them from their icy tombs to take vengeance against the world. And that moment is now. Is there anything you require? Yes. Impossible. A 
life brain. Another victim sacrificed to feed the inhuman needs of the frozen dead. Starring Dana Andrews as the scientist who tries in vain to wash the blood from his hand. A network of murderers dedicated to a monstrous project. Beware the icy stare of the frozen dead. Back cover details, 1966's The Frozen Dead. Based on the cover, I thought this was going to be about frozen zombies. That was a lie. The description says, A crazed scientist keeps the heads of Nazi war criminals alive until he can find appropriate bodies on which to attach them so he can revive the Third Reich. That's a lie. It's like you can't trust anyone to tell you what they're doing in their secret underground lab anymore. First impression. Here's some frozen Nazis I prepared earlier in my display fridge. Is it late? Are you tired? Just got some bad news? Have some sedatives. They can cure anything. Brain surgery is easy. There are no visible boobs in this movie, but I did learn that Gene likes frilly nightdresses, hunky doctors, and sedatives. Don't ever show anyone your wall of severed arms connected to electrodes. It'll end badly. Everyone is completely okay with a talking blue severed head. What I learned from this movie, Nazi war criminals are like steaks. Once you start to thaw them out, you can't refreeze them. If I had to play brain dead, follow the leader, I'd scream too. Zombies just need to be walked every day and reanimated Nazis love hugs and light bondage. Dramatic stings and the sudden arrival of your niece can cause you to stab patients in the brain. It sucks to be Miller. Apparently, it only takes three minutes to decapitate a near-dead body, replace the top of its skull with a plastic dome, hook up some tubes and wires, and then put it in a stylish yet functional display box. I'm a scientist, so I'm going to be outraged and then be totally cool with a severed head and keeping it alive. I swear Carl really wants to see what the head in the box can really do until he sees it's got teeth. Ball in German is ball. Severed blue heads make reanimated brain damaged Nazi zombies sad. Carl, cover her eyes. That'll stop the ethical problem of working on severed heads. And all blue head wants is to be buried. Don't bother asking who these two weirdo Germans are. Just keep working on the highly unethical experiment with me. Gene, Gene, your boobs are lopsided. And I only use random drugs in a bottle when I poison people. You can tell, that's why I hold the label out so you can see it. Questions I asked myself after watching this movie. Why do they freeze all the Nazis still in their uniforms? Who says, would you like to see my lab full of organs in jars before we eat? Who the fuck keeps random and odd numbers of arms attached to electrodes stuck on a wall. Who says, oh, my brother killed that girl, but it's okay, I saved her head. Do you want to see it? Why is the head in the box blue? Why does its brain look like a whoopee cushion being inflated and deflated? Why is the head at crotch height? What does Mrs. Smith 
or as I'd come to call her, Mrs. Michael Myers' face, got to do with anything? And how does a severed head say, help me? Final thoughts. In case you didn't know, your experiments on flash-frozen Nazis actually had a sinister reason behind it. Creepy bald butler is creepy and bald. No one in post-war England apparently worried about clusters of sinister Germans, murder, or missing bodies. Love conquers all. It doesn't matter if you're a willing conspirator in keeping your new girlfriend's best friend's head alive in hideous experiments, because you're a hunky doctor and every girl wants to marry a doctor. Quick, Carl, turn the knobs. Turn them. So, Babs, what did you think? On that note, enjoy some mini tunes while I try and clean up some of this mess. Hi, I'm Joe Parker, and I'd like to invite you to check out my show, The Hybrid Moments Podcast. I'm just an average guy with a slew of interests, and the podcast is an extension of that. The theme of the show varies episode by episode, but some of the topics I cover include horror, music, comics, just about anything but politics. So if you like a little variety in your life, come on by and check out the show. You can find me on iTunes or Stitcher, or check out the website, thehybridmomentspodcast.com. You can also join the group on Facebook at The Hybrid Moments Podcast in the group section. Feel free to mingle, leave feedback, or suggestions for future shows. That's The Hybrid Moments Podcast with Joe Parker. Tune in to see what I cover next. The lights are starting to flicker, which means that it's time to wrap up this recording. Hope you enjoyed it, learned some important facts, or at least got a laugh. I'll check back next time after I get back from the garbage heap of the future. Remember, folks, it's an ugly world out there, but even an ugly date can have a happy ending. So have another drink and enjoy the ride. Shut it down! Cut it down! There you have it. I'll continue to post these transmissions to the usual range of podcast sources as I receive them. If you'd like to review old transmissions or discuss the conspiracy with other believers, we have a Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash groups slash witch versus the doomsday clock. You can also contact me on Twitter and Facebook as The Witch, which is T-H-E-W-Y-C-H. Big thanks to my fellow podcasters for their support, especially Ricky over at Hao Ming and Court over at Cinema Psyops, who both use their awesome skills to help support the creation of this project. Rock on, my brothers. <laughs>